Hey, we're back constantly varied and I'm here with Elaine and James. Thank How's you. it going, Elaine? Oh, good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, okay. I, I've been sick for a few weeks in case anyone here, hasn't listen, heard. You're on this all the time. What do you think about having me back? Have you're me on all the time. I haven't been on in like three weeks or I something because okay. I almost died. <laughs> literally almost died. Yeah, literally almost died. Okay. Hi, Jamie. I'm here as well. How's it going? Yeah, great. We had a... Elaine, do you, we, we planned this on a Monday. I'm just going to let everyone in on this. And Elaine goes, oh, the podcasts always go better when we have a fight beforehand. So Elaine came in all guns blazing this morning, just giving out stacks it's about been, everything. Yeah, we have no energy left here. We've been dealing with Elaine for the last half an hour. Okay, listen, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to announce the next quarter. So obviously game day is in the bag. Woo-hoo. We have a brand new quarter to face into and... Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's a change of pace, a change of gear, and I can't wait to discuss it. We're also going to have a quick look back at game day. We're going to talk about um, lots of um, interesting mental topics today as well. So before we get into that, um, go and follow us on Spotify if you're listening. Pick Good up. job, Jamie. Thanks. James always tells me to reminds me to, to say this, and I almost for, always forget. But we just got our like our end of year rap thing, and oh my god, it's so like the numbers are so yeah. Thank you everybody surprising. for listening. It blows my mind that more than twenty people listen to this at any given time. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's very very cool. Uh, yeah. So if you can follow us, it would be a huge help. Okay, let's get into it then. Um, game day, it just happened, and again a massive success. I so so enjoyed being around for it. Um, I went to Nace, and I was there. They had their first like game day where they had the two gyms come together, Nace and Selbridge. And I just, what struck me, I walked in the door, and the place was just humming with energy. Because Nace is still growing, you never see it like that. It's only every now and again with an, an event. But the place was just hopping. There was people everywhere. There was barbells everywhere. The place was going, and then... Um, I walked in while the cleans were happening. The lifts were just unbelievably good. A lot of weights being thrown around, but then the, the quality of the technique was amazing as well. So it was very cool to be there, and so many people came over from Selbridge. I know for those people, they had to make the trip, and they came in, out in numbers. They put on their performance. It was a great morning. I know Gillian had a mic. So she, <laughs> imagine Gillian I've on a mic. i seen that, yeah. Uh, so I saw that on Instagram and I just went, that woman does not need <laughs> a microphone. The last thing is to weaponize Gillian, but she, she, we did, we did. And she was, she, in fairness, she was driving today. It was amazing. So uh, a great morning. Well done, everybody who was lifting there. And I, 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 I caught the first couple of heats. I got in the car to come back to Santry to catch the last heat here and I missed it. Um, but I did get out for the Christmas party in Santry that night with, with the Smithfield crew as well. So, yeah, a really successful day. James, how did it go for you? Sorry, before we go on, so you went everywhere apart from Dunleer at the weekend? <laughs> because we know that Dunleer is his favourite gym, he doesn't need to attend they are all sec- of the time. S- they are secure in their knowledge. We, I am secure. We are secure in the knowledge. Just sounds like that's a trigger point for Elaine there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> twitching it's twitching. Uh, game day for... Me was great. Um, from both a coach and an athlete point of view, it was probably my favorite one. It was probably, from an athlete perspective, it was probably the one I was least looking forward to because I had high expectations at the start of the quarter and I was really unsure as to whether I could meet them for me. 
but going into it as a coach, it was the most confident I had been. Like the past two game days, I've been talking to you beforehand, going, "I'm really stressed about this. Like, what if people can't? Like, what if they can't do this? And what if they can't do that?" And I was just so assured of how capable all my people were going into this. I was like, "Cool. They just need a gentle reminder right before they go on the floor or as they're warming up. Da -da 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 -da, go do the thing. Have fun. Enjoy." And nearly everybody from the morning crew and Santry got a PB in some shape or fashion at the weekend, if not everybody. And some of them got massive PBs. So as a coach, I was over the moon delighted. It was a great day. Here, yeah, that, where the fuck did that 135 come from? For me, I, yeah. I don't know. I did say 140 at the start of the quarter, being like, oh, maybe this will get my ass in gear to train a bit more consistently and a bit more often. And it definitely did in September. And then October and November were a bit meh. But I think... I know I'd done a good few clean sessions with you at the start of the quarter and then Amy had been really particular um, helping me with my setup through the last part of the quarter because I was a bit, I was really trying to change and then I just kind of... Here, do you know what comes to mind for me? You know some of the strength sessions you did yeah. halfway through the quarter yeah. where you, it was like I was talking about like the self-harm, like yeah. you went so yeah, deep, so on, deep some on some of them. Yeah, the so squat ones at the start the of the quarter were awful, yeah. Yeah, and you have to imagine... They helped. They paid off in a yeah, big yeah. way like you were going places that i wasn't seeing other people go I was like this is mental <laughs> the fact that he's like he's training three days a week you have to go deep in the reserves to commit to that level of like weight and reps and fight uh so it like it paid off right yeah, it definitely did yeah the 135 it was it's one of those scenarios where whenever my people come and say this to me i'm like isn't that not a great place to be in but i hit it and went oh I wasn't, that, that, well, didn't you, feel that heavy. You bounced out like it was. Yeah, like it was nothing. You were looking around as you are standing up like, yeah. did you see that? <laughs> Literally. I was like, did, did Ho like, I was looking for Jose because I had heard him shout just before I went to pick it up. So I was like, did you see it? That wasn't even hard. And then I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to go for another one. But yeah, great day. Yeah, amazing. Really well done. Thank you. Um, Elaine, how did you get on? Um, Dunlear, well, I was in coach mode, of course, because as you know, I'm a control freak and I couldn't possibly, possibly attempt to warm up or lift a barbell when there's uh, coaching to if be you done. Ever, if you're ever working around Elaine on game day, <laughs> no one has to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do it all. No one's allowed to do anything. No, Anya was on the 3 two, one go. I let go of that this time. Yeah, I did. She was allowed to say something. She was allowed to say something. I kept being like, Anya, look at the time. Look at the time. She's like, I have it, Elaine. I have it. Calm down. Um, but uh, it was just another amazing day in, in Dunlear. The movement quality is definitely what has um, stuck out um, compared to the last two game days. The cleans, people were lifting them like they were nothing. Um, and the, just with confidence and moving really, really well. Um, the work in the last few months has clearly paid off um, and PBs all around. And people who were a bit scared to attend game day where they may have been a member for the last one but didn't attend and then came this game day and had a great experience, which was amazing. Um, so to see some different faces there who were a bit apprehensive was, was also great. Um, and then the, the wall walks and double unders. I was shocked. Um, Hannah obviously does the mornings, but I am terrible for, I never come in at half five or half six to train. And I was just shocked at some of the guys and their double unders. They've progressed in three months to lengths so I, I just couldn't believe so it was just a great day all right yeah you were saying this to me right after you're like i was really surprised I was just how far they'd traveled yeah, yeah yeah um and then some guys figured out single double is the way to go and only counted the doubles so like some of them were doing like 
500 skips or something ridiculous yeah. and getting really deep into it um so th- you know that that work we've spent on particularly in the last few weeks we're like now it's game day strategy what is your strategy mm. we've developed as much as we can what's happening it, it just all paid off um and yeah a great day all around and a great night like i mean you think about uh we we always do a review as coaching team like how successful was the quarter how much progress has the people made did we achieve what we wanted to and mm. after the first game day we had that discussion around the weights that people were lifting the cleaning jerk were massive but we weren't delighted with the moving quality Correct, if we're honest yeah. we were like that's something that we want to work on as a team and then for the snatching it got a good bit better but we still came away going i think we we got better but we've more to do and i think that's what we saw this one it, it was consistently good across all the locations with massive weight that was my biggest takeaway it was like the 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 combination of the classes with the coaching and the focus ha- uh, had the desired effect people ran with it and like it just looks so orthodox it was like a weightlifting event so it was very cool delighted to see that and then also we talked about the wall walks it's such an awkward movement but it's very beneficial movement like it can look a bit gimmicky or like why why am i ever going to walk into a wall on my hands but it really is about supporting your weight through your arms which is as a life skill is a big thing it transfers to a lot of areas especially longevity um so to see how quick people got moving on their arms whereas it's a completely alien skill at the start of the quarter i remember i was here training the other day and we were doing one of the last wall work prep workouts and there was a new enough guy in and you could see how badly he was suffering because he hadn't gone through the prep. So he was just introducing to these movements and he was like, oh my God, they are murderous. But you can see everyone else was just taking minutes, right? So uh, yeah, delighted with the progress we made. I think overall, like the capacity overall across yeah, the gyms is just massive. So yeah, you got me thinking there. It's, we Every quarter we are really bad for remembering what we were like at the things that we mm-hmm. performed at at the start of the quarter. Like our cleans were probably okay because we'd done clean and jerk and then snatch and back into cleans. And that's probably a, a very beneficial thing. But we hadn't done a lot of double unders. So loads of people were getting way better at them. And then wall walks at the start of the quarter. Like people were wobbly, shaky, inconsistent, falling off the wall whenever they're tired, like lying down, arms spread, not able to go touch and go. Like all these things that when it got to coaching towards the end of the quarter, I was like... There's a few times I caught myself saying, I know you already know this, but we got to practice going touch and go, or you got to make sure that your hand is doing this touch and go movement in at the wall. And all these little things that were a big separator at the start were just like, oh, everyone does that now. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild, yeah. Yeah, and that is, it's hard to see the progress when you're living it. But uh, it's like what you were saying, Elaine, when you don't see the morning crew for a while and then you see them a few weeks later, a few months later, that's where it's so so shocking. I remember at the start of the quarter, you had coached a Monday here and one of the workouts was six wall walk buy in and six wall walk buy out. And half the people couldn't finish that. Like there was a two minute time cap on it to not waste too much time. Um, so it was that you could get into, I think it was with, was that the thruster jerk day or with push jerk? Anyway, it was with another movement and double unders actually. And I just remember like the six reps was so bad and people being like, what is this? What the hell is going on? Compared to people getting into 15s and 21, yeah. doing touch and go, all those little things that made huge, huge difference. So yeah. Yeah, good one. Okay. Let's let's talk about next quarter then. So Woo-hoo! we're we're into December. 
January, February. So the first thing to, to notice is that we finish a quarter at the start of December. We've got this Christmas event coming up. <laughs> That people tend to like to spend time with their families yeah, and enjoy all, themselves. All and, that you know. stuff at the end of the month, but uh, it can we can fall into the trap of just dismissing December as I'll just take along, go through Christmas and then focus after New Year. But we can't afford to do that. We have three months, we're just like the last three months, where we have to base uh, build some base in the next few weeks, so that we can hit January and start building upon that base. So uh, I think it's really important to stay focused now and say there's lots of progress to be made or lost over the next few weeks. Um, we have some new targets, but as I said earlier, it's a very different style of quarter. And we, when we planned out this new structure of three months with some set targets at the end of them, we knew that this one was going to be the different one because the end of it is the open. It's not going to be game day. And we're going to have three weeks of the Open on the third week of the Open is going to be like our game day. And we're going to have a party after that. So I can't wait for the Open this year because of the new structure that, that we're employing. Like we can get a bit of a training process refresh as yep. well. So the Open is coming. It's completely unknowable. But James, is it really completely unknowable? Yeah, we were just saying this beforehand, right? Where the, this is my 11th Open and it's your bazillionth. <laughs> whatever feels like that but like there's some movements that come up pretty much every year there's some movements that come up most years and then there's other movements that are quite new to the game like wall walks for example there have been in the past two three three yep. three years and that's something that we never did before it was always this scaling option for handstand push-ups and now it's like bringing new things or old things back into it so we know ish roughly within a box that there's all these movements that'll probably come up so we'll probably have to do thrusters again we'll probably have to do lots of wall balls we'll have to do burpees probably over a bar there's yeah all those little things. and the point is we can't be boiled down to like five or six things yeah it can't be the way we do game day where yes. it's like we're working for a fran and we're working for cleans yeah. and we're working for a 21.1 so th we really are trying to prepare for everything but i think that's nice because not that I was sick of preparing for game day, but you're coaching and talking about and then practicing the same things over and over and over again that you're like, it's stressful just focusing on this small little subset of things. But having it a bit more open and a bit more free with the programming that can come now is a bit more, ah, oh, this will be a nice change and we can do big long workouts, we can do very short workouts, we can do everything that we haven't been doing and it all yep. needs covered now absolutely and we will narrow the focus to specific areas which we'll talk about next yep. but there is this broadening out and already in the programming process it's so much fun uh we're sitting myself and the lads are sitting around and just so many things are put back on the table that probably we haven't been doing for quite a while and we have the luxury now of broadening it out and, and the variety is going to come back into it a, to a to a greater extent I never thought I'd say, but I've missed the old shuttle runs. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> it's moving, but uh, moving fast. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to bringing all those things into it. And then I'll, I know at the end of this three months, we look forward to going back to the game day process. We don't want to that to become stale. So it's nice to have this little refresh uh, for three three months, and then we'll get back into it in March. Yeah. So let's talk about what we are going to focus on because we do need to have some targets. So we've set up a few things that we know, like James said that are gonna probably, if we prepare for these, we're gonna be prepared for a lot of things. And we can drill into them, get these up to a high level, and we know that 
the performance is going to be there. So we're going to have a strength focus, a conditioning focus, and then we're going to have a gymnastic focus. Okay. So let's talk about conditioning first. And the conditioning piece for the open is the most important bit because one thing about the open we can guarantee is going to hurt. And there are, there are challenges that are going to be in there that are going to be very difficult. When you go into the open feeling really fit, it's amazing. You feel like ready for anything. If you go in undercooked, that's where the fear steps in because you're thinking, I'm not ready for like all those reps, that length of a time cap, yada, yada, yada. So I think our first priority has got to be, let's get like as fit as we possibly can. I think that suits us around this time of year as well. Going into Christmas, people like to work hard. And then right after Christmas, it's like, okay, can I come back in and just feel really athletic again? So we're going to do a lot of reps. I think we're going to burn and we're going to sweat. And we're going to breathe quite a lot. We have something to go along with the conditioning as a part two. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But I think our priority one, generally, physically speaking, is to get very conditioned. The second piece then, we've got this strength and power. And we're going to pick two movements to work on that's going to really help across the board. The first one is deadlift. Deadlifting has been... Hooray! It has been largely frozen out because of all the cleans we've been doing. It's a, it's a very similar type of pattern, so we've been focusing on that. And like I got the comp crew recently to do some deadlifts on a Saturday morning, and a lot of PRs happened because we've been doing a lot of pulling from the floor. It's not exactly deadlifting. It's not up around those weights, but the pattern's been worked. Now we get to drill in on the pattern a bit more specifically, get some heavier weight on the bar, and to build some of that full body strength we get from the deadlift at those massively heavy weights. So deadlift will be one. Along with it, we're gonna do some power snatch. And the power snatch gives us the speed power bit. We have to move the barbell as much speed and power as we can. We have gotta move our body with speed. And then the skill coordination element where we have to move the barbell snap under but we're not going to full squat depth we all have it we you know we all have that comfortable catch position in the power that we can all adapt to a little quicker so between the two of them i think our lower body upper body gets really strong as a result of those two movements we will definitely be squatting and doing thrusters and as well we need to but what we're going to see probably more often is those two things coming up on a weekly basis so that's conditioning, priority one, strength and power, deadlift and power snatch. Last piece then is our gymnastics. And I think as the open goes, one of the biggest separators every year and every workout is the gymnastics bit. It's the bit that's hard to make progress in. We know that it's hard to train for. And we're gonna focus in on two specific movements, very common for the open, chest to bar and toes to bar and things that we probably haven't been focusing on for the last quarter because of Fran, we've been doing pull-ups, pull-ups, pull-ups. But we can get back to toes to bar, toes to rings, we can get back to, to doing our strength work for our, our pull-ups and then getting some more height and power in the hip. So I can't wait to dive into those two things. That's a real refresh for us, a new focus. And I think in three months we can make massive gains. So as the physical targets goes, what do you think, lads? What's your initial like yeah um well i think what you alluded to there i've this is my 11th open so i've had very good years in the open very bad years in the open and i know the bad ones are the ones where i just haven't felt fit i've maybe felt really strong i've maybe felt um skillful but whenever i'm not fit that my results have let me down and i always. do think people fall into the trap preparing for the open by going after the skills yeah. and saying i need to get that better i need yeah. to get that ready you see for on the instagram open. all the time it's 20 minute emom of chest bars and fucking yep. push-ups and shit and it's like that stuff definitely works 
to get you better at the skill, but it just doesn't transfer into like that workout last year where it had 50, 40 toes to, or 50 toes to bar. It just doesn't help the same because you can start perfect and pretty and we want that. But like I was a great example. 22 reps in. Yeah, I, I just fell asunder and then my power cleans got worse and then and then and then and then and then. It all compounds. So yeah, it's the ability to still do the things when you're breathing heavy. So I'm excited. I love the feeling of being fit. There's a real, being really strong and being really fit bring together this level of like physical capability and confidence that I think you see off people. Like you, Absolutely. Darina has mentioned this on the podcast before too. Like when she feels fit and strong, she's like, I can do anything. Yes. And I definitely yeah. see that in other people. Because well. it's, it's an earned thing, right? You can't yeah. buy it. You can't, yeah, you, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. Yeah. You got to go through it to get it. And when you have it, there is a deep confidence that comes with it. Yeah, okay. for sure. So then I'm looking forward to deadlifts as well because I love them. I'd love to see what I can push on them because I used to be really good at them and we just don't do them that often. So I'm unsure of where I'm at. And then power snatch, I, meh. I mean, it'll be nice to work on. Uh, I I would personally prefer to work on squat snatching just because yeah. I think it's a sexier skill, but that's a me thing. And then whenever it comes to gymnastics, they're exactly the two things that I need to work on the most, chest to bar and toes to bar. Well, well let's talk about power snatch for a sec. I think, I think you've hit on something there. I think most people who like snatching really like yeah. to squat snatch. So the power is a bit like, yeah. And then the people who don't like to snatch don't like any variation of it. <laughs> so so there is the danger that it falls between two stools, it hasn't been picked for its sticker value. It's not that, oh, cool, power snatch. It's because what it gives us. It forces us to move a heavy barbell such a far distance that it forces a power adaptation. We also have a catch position that's not too deep, but it forces the overhead strength as well. So it's it's more that I don't care what people's power snatch is by the end of the quarter. Yeah. What I care is to make the power in the body so that whatever comes up, whether it's power cleans, full cleans, whatever it is, we can do it if like box jumps gets easier yeah. burpees gets easier all these things that we that the Paris snatch transfers to is the point of it uh, Elaine what do you think I hate power snatch <laughs> yeah. for that a exact reason that you're describing there I love snapping down into the bottom of my squat as quickly as possible and often I cut my um, power short so it's something I'm really excited to work on um, this quarter uh, deadlift who does not want to get stronger um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. We had them there on Monday, and a few people were like, deadlift, how do you even deadlift? Like, we haven't done it in so long. Um, so it was great to have that back in class um, as well to coach um, that movement. What I'm most excited for, believe it or not, is the gymnastics development. Um, my absolute favorite highlight from the Open over the last few years is watching people go in, the workout gets announced late Thursday night, people goes, toast to bar, I can't even do one of those. And then they come in the next day and they do 13 singles or 15 singles, whatever it is. Um, it's this opportunity to put aside what you believe you can do or oh, I'm not a person who does toast to bar in a workout. I do toast to ring or whatever it is. You put it aside for one day and say, today I'm going to try my absolute hardest to get X, Y, Z. So I'm looking forward to developing that in class and then to see what happens at the open. Um, and yeah, who doesn't want to be fit? I need to get fit. I've been so sick. So sick. Literally died. <laughs> Literally died. Um, but I just remember the open last year. I, I, I was definitely much better than I am now, and it felt great. And even though the skills weren't where I wanted them, I knew I could power through um, the work. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, very exciting. So yeah, so let's build on that. We've talked about conditioning is the main priority, and we've added this second piece to it, as I mentioned earlier, 
which is new for this quarter. It's new for us. And we discussed this long uh, among, among the coaching team over a few days about is this the way to go with this? Because when I think of the Open, I think of two things. The big wins that people get when they actually participate in it. But there's this other side to it, which is the convincing people to do it in the first place. And we're always as a coaching team like right we got to get people to sign up and we badger people we convince we cajole we do everything because we know that they're going to be happy once they've signed up and got and participated but there's this obstacle for people in the first place of saying is this for me or not and people just kind of avoid it and hide from it and say you know those three weeks i just won't go on a friday which is fine as well but at the same time there's a challenge there for us that we could take on so as coaching team we're like okay how do we get people involved i think it's worth noting on that as well this that's not just a, a boo thing like that is a worldwide crossword thing where coaches in every crossword gym in the world are like here he's signing up for the open here do you want to sign up for the open i've worked this is the third different crossword gym i've worked in and it's been the same discussion everywhere everywhere and so i have to ask myself like, what is that about like what's behind that reluctance and i think there's a lot of just mental obstacles it's not a physical obstacle you, it might manifest as that initially you're like oh I, i'm not sure but i think there's a general lack of uh confidence that i can face whatever comes my way and then there's a it's easier to just stay in the training process and never face the challenge bit the whole point of the game days is to give us a predictable challenge so that we're used to that it's like a dose controlled uh challenge that we're, we're like okay there's a bit of nerves there's a bit of performance anxiety but enough that i can handle so that when a bigger challenge comes, maybe I can take that step. The open is a bigger challenge because of the unknown piece of it. And I thought maybe this quarter will be an opportunity to work on the mental side of our game along with the physical in a bit more of an explicit way. We can say, can we boil down the mental skills that are we can develop that will help us when they get to the open, help us be more successful, make it more be more pleasurable, make it more enjoyable and less stressful because it is a stressful time for people. So um, I don't think it's about reducing the stress. I think it's about giving us better stress management. And I think as life skill, as a life skill, it's about as important as it gets. Okay. So we have three mental skills that we're actually going to work on. And we're going to say, oh, it's Thursday. We're, this is the mental skill we're trying to develop. And here's how you might develop it. Um, so we're going to talk about these. I'm sorry thrilled about this whenever you explained this to me mm. and how you were going to try and pro program it in to the workouts i was like ah oh, this is the way i want to coach long term anyway and we've had a lot of discussion around it. i'm like this is the way it has to go eventually and i think this is what kills a lot of crossfit gyms it's where they go train hard train hard train hard train hard train hard and then people are kind of going fuck is all this about whereas whenever we bring in the whole mindset aspect to it and it's like yeah it's important here game day they open like in the grand scheme of things, they aren't important. It's the the result from it. It's the fact that you went, I'm not comfortable doing that, but I'm going to go do it anyway. And how that changes people. And like there's a few people who, in my morning crew especially, have either I've seen it and said to them, I'm like, you're a different person. Mm. You, you have changed in the best way possible. And then there's other people who have came to me and said, I have changed like I see it, my family see it, my friends see it, and I say oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I, I, just to, just to pick you up on that, right? I think there will be part of people's minds who will be like, "Oh, cool," and then another part that might be like, 
oh Jesus oh, no. here we go we're going to have to listen <laughs> to the coach preaches that, preaching us about our mindset for the next three months and we're, we're highly aware of that that uh, about the preachy side but then also to acknowledge I know when my mindset gets challenged it feels more personal than when my movement yeah. technique gets challenged it feels like it's a bit more of a private thing this is for me fuck off out of my head yeah. a bit of that so what we're aiming to do for sure is to give you opportunities to work on this for yourself and um, not interfere with that process essentially it's like here's how you might develop this skill like I, I went when I was doing the master's program in sports psych the whole point of a sports psychologist or a performance psychologist is to equip you with mental skills that you can work on because when people are actually training professionally there's only so many hours in a day you can train because you need to recover it's like here's something else you could work on while you're recovering the mental side and what's that that adage like 90 percent of performance is psychological and the last 10 percent is between your ears it's, it's that piece it's like anyone who's performing at a high level knows the psycho psychological component is such a giant piece and it doesn't have to be just for elite athletes like as we go through life mentally and psychologically we're suffering unnecessarily uh, in, in some ways and we're underperforming because we don't have the mental tools here's a chance for you to kind of take that as a second track of development for yourself and to take as much or as little as you want i guess over the next three months but i think when it gets to the open if you go after it you're going to have a much better time over the three weeks you're just going to enjoy it more and perform better so three things we're going to work on so the first sorry to name it first is grit adaptability and attentional control i think they're the three big ticket items that will help us the first one grit now this is relatively new uh area of research in sports psych and uh it's all the rage at the moment everyone's studying it because it is being shown over and over again to show massive results over a long period of time so i'm going to just read out a description that i found so that we can get into what we mean by it so grit <coughs> we define grit as perseverance and passion over for long-term goals grit entails working strenuously towards challenges maintaining effort and interest over years despite failure adversity and plateaus in progress the gritty individual approaches achievement as a marathon his or her advantage is stamina whereas disappointment or boredom signals to others that it is time to change trajectory or cut losses the gritty individual stays the course Th i thought that was a nice kind of filling out of the picture right i love it and i think that's a real that's a nice macro view of it. So if I'm gonna achieve something, I'm gonna need to work at a long time, and I and I can't get put off by failure, by difficulty, by boredom. I gotta stick with it. I think for the three months we gotta work on something. And we, you know, we have this towards the end of our game day cycle as well, right? We have to persevere through the last few weeks, like cleans again, wall walks again, and we have to kind of stick it out because we know that those last few weeks are really important. It's going to be the same for the Open. The Open's going to come. Week one, there'll be a buzz. Week two will be great. And it's like week three, I'm actually done with this. Yeah. We kind of have to stick with it. We're also going to be working very hard for it. We need to stick with the process. But then there's the micro about grit, which is, you know, 12 minutes into a 20-minute workout, <laughs> we hit adversity. We hit plateaus. Yeah. We, hit, we definitely start failing reps. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, 
yeah, all of those things is the, are the point. We want to run into those so that we learn how to deal with them and we can physically work through them. So as a concept, this is something that is probably most intuitive for our style of training because we we intuitively know we need to be greedy to get through these long workouts, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, as soon as you started describing it, it reminded me of a really famous YouTube video that I've watched. It's by It's on the TED YouTube channel. And it's by Angela Lee Duckworth, who's like one of the leading psychologists whenever it comes to grit as well. And the video is called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. And it has 13 million views on it. It's like one of the most watched TED videos ever. But it's a really cool way. She describes a really cool way of what um, grit is. And it's actually like one of the most powerful predictors of success, however you define success. But it's like success generally is... I'm at a point and I want to get to a point that's getting from point A to point B. Yeah, I have this sentence here. Grit has been shown to be a predictor of success at national national spelling bees, at pr- at predicting dropout rates at West Point, the US Military Academy, school and job success predictions. So like deep in the research, it just keeps showing across different uh, uh, disciplines as well. The grit is, is one of the big huge. things. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I think I think most of us know that that's what we're trying to develop anyway. But we can bring in, for instance, here, today's workout was great to work on that. Here's how the work looks like. And you can bring this into your training today. And I think as a, you know, as a training process, whenever we're doing physical training, there's always that opportunity to layer that on top. But we do need to know how to do that as well. It's not just about being tough. So the second piece then is adaptability. And adaptability is one of those ones where we know that the workout is unknown. We have to adapt to what comes our way. But then also it's adapting to our environment and into the actual room we're in. And I know that when I when I've taken athletes to competitions, one of the hardest things for some athletes is dealing with the the, the warm-up space is not the right size or the, or the right uh, amount of equipment or it's outside in the rain or when they go in the pull-up bar is not at the height or the grip the coating on the pull-up bar is not right for them or they've you know they've left their grips at home or whatever it is and these are the small things that absolutely Im- make someone implode on the day which really they're only small things really and i think it would we all know that the more adaptable we are the more successful we can become. So adaptability is a big one, especially in the open. We're going to give you a heat time and a pull-up bar and a certain amount of space, and you might be rubbing elbows with someone on your burpee over box, and you have to be able to deal with that. And I think if we get too stuck in our ways in our training process, it shows up on game day, it shows up on open as a weakness, as something that just throws us off track. So um, it makes me think, can we build some adaptability? I think this this one people would really like to be adaptable, but then when we when we actually go to work on it, people are going to hate this. I think people are going to get annoyed by it because, like, I was just reflecting on where am I less than adaptable in my training? Elaine, do you have anywhere where you're less than adaptable? I do you am think? the most unadaptable human <laughs> known to man. Like, I will move people from the back of the room in Dunlear. I'll be like, oh, that's where I. That's where I live. That's where, <laughs> that's where I, I live. Like that, that's my spot. And I'll often say, it's because I'm recording. I don't want you in the background. It's not. It's uh, That's my spot. I'll, I'll try, I'll <laughs> try sugarcoat it. Um, like my pull-up bar, if I don't have... Uh, I used to say, oh, my pull-ups are terrible in sanitary because of the sanitary bar. 
no it's because of my mindset it's how I approach so I'm very this is something I definitely need to work on um and I'm excited to work on it can you give one or two examples that you gave to us the other day are we allowed to share that like of how to work on it yeah yeah of course so for instance um like for you very simple example is you go in and you say i'm definitely not going to work out in my spot ever again and (laughs) you force yourself (laughs) and you go to a different spot every day it seems like a small thing but what comes along with it is a mindset of i'm going to loosen my grip on some of the things that i think are so important to me that if that's not in place something else is going to go wrong whereas if i say well if i loosen my grip on that and change it maybe everything will be fine and even if it diminishes a training session by a few percent what you gain from it is that adaptability yeah. and that's that feeling of well maybe you know if i can change that i can change other things yeah. so we might for instance in class like say go to a pull-up bar you're not used to it's a very simple thing yeah. maybe it's um people will lose their minds yeah, I, I know jamie people said we do i think you, you gave an example last week of five sets of pull-ups on five different pull-ups bars people would go insane yeah well i think that i think that's what i'm saying people will get irritated by it yeah but I think the the general project of saying if you want to become more adaptable, uh, you have to shake yourself loose of the of your habits, and it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But change is uncomfortable. Progress is uncomfortable. That's the whole point. So, you know, uh, without, without with the risk of it getting gimmicky, I think we have to also be able to say, well, for the sake of changing, I think it's worth it over the three months. So whenever the open comes, I'm ready. I had a really good rugby coach. A man called Bevan, Bevan Lynch, he was, a, he was a Kiwi, and he came and coached us at school whenever I was like 14 or 15, he stayed with us for like three years, and he was, he did some a lot of the gimmicky stuff with us, but he would always be like, here's why I did it, and he was trying to get us ready for it, like we went on rugby tour to Australia, we did rugby tours to Wales, New Zealand, and he's like, you need to, or Wales and Scotland, like you need to be ready for all these different things, and he'd do little things like, if we were doing a certain drill, um, during preseason, during the summer, he'd send us on our way to go do the drill, and then he'd just empty out all the water bottles. And it's just like we'd go fill it again, but like ten minutes after, we really wanted, you know, when you're parched and you really you've just done a load of laps or whatever it is, and you just be like, oh, there's no water left. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Or we had yeah. at our school, we had six different rugby pitches, and there was the first fifteen pitch, the medallion pitch, and then all these different levels. And whenever you're in the first, you're like 18 and swaggering around the school, he'd be just like, come on, we're going to the far pitch. And you go to the shittest one that's on a slope where the posts are bent and all this nonsense that's for the under 13s. You're like, that's the baby pitch. He'd be like, we're training there today. Come on, let's yeah, go. That's cool. Yeah. Just little things like that all the time. We used to have something called a spiel bar. Oh, a yeah. spiel bar was a pull-up you bar put your hand on, it on a road budge. rig and it was unpainted. It was raw steel. So good. Uh, and th- we had like three of them. And the fights over the spiel bar were just never ending. We used to have like three people on the spiel bar all cramming in because like me crammed in with my, my hands stuck together in a pull-up is better than me on, a, God forbid. Should we have that here now where people, there's the three pull-up bars that everyone goes to all the time. Yeah. It's killer. It, it is. And it's, it's just a perfect example of that getting hooked into something. No chalk buckets for <laughs> a week. I imagine. Like Laura English would be gone. She'd be like, right, yeah. I'm quitting cross. Like, like recent, recently, uh, you know, there's there's a, a jump rope that I use 
like I haven't bought a jump rope in ages. I need to buy one for myself because the one I had, I lost a screw off it. I'm like, I need to order one. So I've been using the ones down here. There's a certain length that I use and they were all gone the other day and I had to just go, well, I have to go longer or shorter. Let's go figure it out. And my work, it got worse. It definitely did. I was snagging more than usual, but it was like, oh yeah, but also come on, like perfect worlds don't exist often. So just adapt. You have to bend your knees a bit more, or put your hands up a bit higher or a bit lower. And it makes you better because when you go back to the other rope, you're like, actually, double unders are fucking easy now with the perfect length rope. So these sort of things are important, especially for the open. I encourage everyone to try and loosen their grip on the things that they are holding very tight. By the time the open comes, we're going to be much more adaptable. Okay, third one. And this one is the least intuitive one and the most, uh, I think it's the most important one. Yeah. It's attentional control. So... This is, that's a real like uh, sports like phrase. That's the academic um, description of it. So what we mean here is it's really mental focus. And we talked about this, Elaine, right before about, you know, the skill focus when we're trying to execute a hard movement. And this is not necessarily just that. It's definitely part of it, but it's not just that. The reason this is in there as a the third one is because I think if you're gonna, if you get performance anxiety, if you get game day nerves, if you get, I just don't do those things because for whatever reason, usually what's behind it is your attention has been dragged to all of the disasters that could potentially happen. Even if they're low level, subconscious nervousness around it, it's probably because your, your attention is somewhere has gone to the things that could happen like i'm going to get embarrassed because i'm not going to be able to do it or i'm going to get exposed because i'm not as fit as other people or i can't do burpees or my pull-ups i only want to do it my pull-ups are perfect we get into that thinking which is not necessarily aspirational thinking it's usually avoiding something negative so we can uh when we get into this we call a distracted state when we're not focused on the task at hand we're by definition distracted from the task at hand and distraction is where we find suffering. This is the definition of mental suffering. It's also where we find lower performance levels. So most of mo uh, elite athletes time building mental skills is around building attentional control because when we get distracted is where we start thinking about missing the, missing the shot, getting time capped, being embarrassed or winning or being the best or whatever that is. And if you're thinking about being the best or winning, you're usually doing worse at winning because your performance is not what your focus is on. And that's why we have a, a game day with performance focus. So here, over the next few months, we get a chance to start becoming aware of how well we are controlling our own attention. And we are going to get distracted. It's a guarantee. Everyone does in workouts. And it's how quickly can we get back on task is the skill we're trying yeah. to develop. I think um, there's great examples of this in sport. Probably the most obvious one is rugby players going for a kick where they have their routine to bring them into focus and that's what they practice 600 times a week and then you see basketball players, I'm geeking out on basketball again at the minute, where like whenever LeBron goes for a shot, he bounces it three times and then he fixes and then he bounces one more and it's a dip dip and then and it's all the same routine to keep their attention on that one moment of I just have to put the ball there. Not of the, he just said that to me and there's a thousand people calling me whatever. And and this what what this shot means. Yeah. Is it just like, in the middle of the game or is it the game yeah, winning shot? Removing all that. All things that actually make the shot worse usually. Yeah. Uh, so when we're in the middle of workouts, when we're, you know, we've got X amount of minutes left and X amount of reps to go, 
we all have that moment where we have to check in with the clock. How am I doing? Am I managing my pace, my energy okay? That's an essential part of what we do. But then there's also the second piece of how long do you stay there? Yeah. How long do you ruminate on, oh my God, I've got X amount to do, or I'm going to get time capped today, or I'm going to win today. This is the one I'm or, most looking forward to working on. Because I know that longer workouts are n not my thing naturally. I like shorter, more powerful things. And I know that I can do well at longer workouts when I stay just in the moment where I'm just focused on the thing that I'm doing right there. And it's whenever I go, oh, I've already done all this work, but I still have all of that to do. And that's when I'm fucked. That, that's it. My workout is almost guaranteed to be over at that it, stage your actual physical state changes yeah. right you get like more i get more stressed tired, i'm right? like tensing up i can't breathe as well i can't control my breathing i get sloppier with my all of that yeah. it's crazy and then you think about it from the micro moment of i'm approaching a bar for a max lift because in the open we get max lifts sometimes and sometimes when we're breathing hard at the end of a workout we got two and a half minutes to go we have oh shit i've got maybe two or three attempts at this can you get yourself calm focus on your process of what you do when you lift and execute that as close as possible and that that's where the beauty of this is when we're in panic and we're in the spiral and we're, we're in the all of the the uh the thinking about whether i'm going to get it or not that's where we actually miss that's where we lose and i also think it's where we don't sign up or or we do sign up and stress about it for a few weeks beforehand or we're sitting at home saying i'm in the six o'clock heat do i go or not you know, is that do I get in the car? If we can just say, well, what's the task at hand? That's going to be where our attention is going to be very task focused. Often all that just dissipates away. The calmness comes in and we can just go and do it because we do this stuff every day. Yeah. We, we know we do this stuff every day and the open is just another workout. So if we can get ourselves to that state, we're going to have a great time. So while a quarter ahead of us, it's going to be different, right? It's going to be much more varied and this new area of working on our mental skills, I think is gonna be something we're gonna to have to learn about as a coaching group and and everyone's gonna to have to maybe crack their mind open to it a little yeah. bit because it's not that easy to get on board initially, but hopefully people will start seeing the benefits quickly. I think something on this as well is, this is something that I'm always worried about whenever I talk about these types of things at the whiteboard as well. It's like, you can't, you can't fail at trying to get better at this. Yeah. It's like, you might have a day, you're like, I wasn't very gritty today and it's like, cool like you, there's always another chance to try it and even the fact that you're like oh i'm not being gritty right now but then you go and pick up the wall boy you're going to do the thing it just shows there's an element of it still there and it's not like we're trying to become these gritty adaptable attentional focused people 100 percent of our time forever it's like having these tools and strategies that we can employ and use in the right moments and the right times when we really need it right yeah you nailed it yeah that's inside the gym and outside of it yeah okay daily that's the next quarter we'll be talking about as we go i can't wait to actually you know every week check in on how the process is going so it's gonna be fun let's get on to a different subject let's get on some recommendations because we're all watching listening reading things and we all you know i don't know about you but sometimes i'm sitting there going what do i listen to today i've kind of exhausted all my usual things so um i know i've i've listened to a podcast recently that you recommended james that now I'm after getting three or four episodes into it, which is the, um, what's it call it? Founders. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've started getting into that because of a recommendation here. Oh, and now it's opened up new things for me. So yeah, it's cool. Um, so James, have you got any recommendations for us? Yeah, I was listening to 
you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of books and all of that jazz, but there's so many of them that I listen to and I'm like, oh, that was terrible, that was shit, or that'll not help anybody. So I get stressed whenever you ask for recommendations. I'm like, ah, but I listened to one the other day about fitness, believe it or not. I can't remember the last time I listened to a fitness podcast. But it was um, The Ready State with Kelly Starrett, who we love. And he had a guest on called Dr. Andy Galpin. And Andy's a scientist who works in California somewhere. Or I can't remember the university. It's Cal State, right? Cal State. You, you were saying to me. I, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Was I telling you this yesterday? I have I have found his podcast. It's lined up now. Ready to lead. To yes. to it. But it was really interesting because Andy's like a... He is an academic, but part of his... What I really loved about the podcast, he explained on it, part of his role that he insisted on having was he wanted to spend time doing all the research, doing all the studies, pulling people in, trying all these things, but then having time to go and deliver that to the layperson, i.e. us, where he goes on podcasts, he writes books, he does all these things so he can do all this deep, deep work and then go, here's how it applies to you. And it's like, that's like rock star level what we do yeah. it is unbelievable so just listening to him go through stuff like the podcast is called removing performance anchors strength and cognition and the future of digital twins and it's just the stuff he goes into on it is wild and then he talked about it this freaked me out in the podcast he's 32 and i've been following him for like 10 years <laughs> doing all this stuff so he's just another level of genius and he's worked with like conor mcgregor and all the top MMA guys, the NFL guys, LeBron and the NBA, everything. He's so At thirty two, eh? At thirty two. My God. I don't feel inadequate very often in my life. Yeah. I've got quite a secure ego, but that guy I was like, Oh fuck. Same age as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's even younger. <laughs> Elaine's even younger than him, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> you have time, don't worry. So yeah, that was a really cool podcast because I learned some things in it and then he he just open up my mind to some other stuff as well that's really interesting yeah i can't wait to dive into that one it sounds like it's right up my street elaine have you got that for us <laughs> the stress this causes me every week right to recommend something so this week you I were coming up the stairs this morning like oh, oh, recommend. oh gonna recommend. <laughs> so i have a not recommendation this week because i've destroyed my life because i started to watch this and i <laughs> when i was sick so my not recommendation is gray's anatomy i started back at season one again and it's taken Have you watched this life. before? Oh yeah, when I was younger. <laughs> In <laughs> your teens. When it originally came out. In your teens or something. So it's like, I think it's 17 or 15 years old. Oh, or something. is it? It's really old. But I'm young, so I was very young when I watched <laughs> it. Um, so I started watching it again. And I actually forgot half of what happened. So these things keep happening. People keep dying. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> I thought she was in it for much longer. So I'm enjoying it, but it means I'm doing nothing fucking else. I get home from work <laughs> and I'm like, put it, put that on Mark. Like get off the, get off the um, PlayStation. I want to watch it on, it's on Disney for anyone who wants to watch <laughs> it. Um, but I don't recommend starting it because it will ruin your life. Because Amy told me a year or two, or about a year ago that she had started watching it. And I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Because there's 17 or 19 seasons. What? There's something, what? Yeah, there's something ridiculous. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm never going to get there, but I'm currently, right, right, two weeks into watching it. I'm on season five already. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's fully. You like, have ruined your and life. And 24 episodes in some of the seasons. What? what? Yeah, lads, I've destroyed. It's because I died. <laughs> I was sick. So I was literally just in bed watching this for hours. As a dead person. And hours. How, how long is an episode? 
Oh, an hour or something, 45 minutes or something. Oh yeah, no, I've really God. destroyed my life, I'm telling you. But the good thing it's brought is my love of music. <laughs> the music is so good in it. So like Snow Patrol, a lot of like country stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to, but it's bringing back all the memories. And I've started crying again. I haven't cried in years. I'm very emotionally blunted and stunted i don't like being emotional at all and yeah i'm there christina oh she's at the altar sweating for me oh it's terrible so i had to be crying and yeah oh i'm not a fan of crying so yeah don't but do obviously it guys you are no no do you know that this was the other thing i was gonna recommend right you know that christmas ad for the pub with the man that everyone under that was the most vague thing I've ever heard the Christmas ad oh, for the pub with the man sharing it on social media at the minute and all I saw was Don't the man at his wife's grave so I didn't watch it because I didn't want to cry and then I finally watched it and it was like and you cried and I cried because Grey's Anatomy <laughs> has brought out this other side to me that now I, I'm a crier again so yeah oh my god well oh, it's Grey's Anatomy the crying the crying yeah no, so, I don't, I don't so like you're emotions. resisting this deeply right like yes. it's given you all of these the so so you love <laughs> myself <laughs> you love the show it's giving you entertainment it's yeah. you're exercising your tear ducts you're finding your emotional side all this amazing stuff but, but you're resisting in my life yeah it's like, life, i was yeah. cleaning the gym last week uh, in prep for game day and i put on one of the songs tragedy it's called and i was literally wiping the balls and hannah and she's like i mean like that, that song's played 20 times are you okay and i'm like you're <laughs> crying <laughs> Meredith was holding the bomb to this song, <laughs> Hannah. You don't understand. Meredith was, she thought she was going to die. Yeah, anyhow, so okay. don't do it, guys. Don't not do worth it. it. <laughs> I'm kind of impressed that you watch so much. I'm the worst. You asked me earlier, we went for a coffee. I'm still watching Succession. Yeah. I'd say we. I watch half an episode a week. Yeah. I'm so like bad. the best show of all time. Yeah. I'm so jealous that you haven't seen still it. Still so yet. much to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely really epic good. do what we should maybe do some week we do recommendations of old tv series that you loved that you to go back and rewatch. Oh yeah there you go that would be a good one what's your recommendation this week uh i've got two so i watched like a a tv movie as they used to be called like a, a movie that's made for tv not for <laughs> the cinema so it's a what i found is do you know now tv app i don't know if you know that that's what i get instead of the tv because it has all the rugby on it and then it has some good shows. So it's the essentially the Sky app, I think. So they have all the HBO stuff on it. So there's this thing, uh, HBO Films, where they made films. And they're usually like historical or like a dramatization of a historical event. So it's called All The Way, and it's Lyndon B. Johnson. It's his first year in office. So this is so Kennedy got assassinated, and then Johnson gets sworn in, like that for that year after that, and Johnson his first year was all about the Civil Rights Act, so trying to get the the like legislation uh, for the Civil Rights Movement that Kennedy had proposed. He's like, I'm gonna get that over the line, but he's such a character. He's a very different character than Kennedy, and Brian Cranston p- plays him. And he's unbelievably good. So that movie was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. A little gem hidden in the middle of that app. So it's a great one. So I recommend that. The second one then is a podcast. This was like a, you know, a spin-off podcast of one I usually listen to. So Guy Raz does How I Built This, which is all about people who found companies. And then they tell a story of how the company was built. Love that, that 
show and I listen to it all the time. I just go back and find companies I'm interested in. But then he has a second podcast called The Great Creators and he listens, he interviews creative people and they're all like really famous artists, like singers, bands and actors. So he has an episode with Stephen Colbert. Do you ever watch Stephen Colbert? He does like the, I don't know, the fucking late show or one, it's one of the late night talk shows in the US. He's like a comedian. He was SNL and then he, he did his own show for years and then he's got, he's, he took over. No, he's not the Scottish one. He's he's an American guy, and he, he's just a very funny guy. But he has a great story. He's a great storyteller, and like he's uber famous. But then he has this very he's this massive self awareness. So when you're listening, it's like a, a fifty minute chat, very short. But I I just took away lots of lessons, lots of like oh that's a good one to actually take with me while also being very entertaining. And I think it's opened the door to other, like I've, Tom Hanks is on it, Sigourney Weaver. I've listened to a few other ones that are interesting listens, but I thought the Stephen Colbert one is the one to, to go find first. It's a good, yeah, good gateway drug. So that's the recommendations this week. Um, we have a shout out. Elaine, do you have a shout out for us? I do. I have a shout out um, from Dunlear. So we're going to shout out Connor Fanning this week. Um, Connor is, he's an OG member. He's been there a long, long time. Um, and he's always been really, really fit. Um, but in the last definitely six months, he's really dialed into how he moves um, and his technique and movement focus over the last few months. And just, he's a different athlete. Um, I don't know if you saw his clean from the yeah, weekend. Yeah, like just worlds away from where he was um and and i was impressed with him even his snatch on the last game day yeah was very good like i could see there was he had made massive leaps Huge forward and then the clean was better again yeah 100 percent. and he really uses his coach i know we had that conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago but he is half six every morning he is there he arrives 10 minutes before class and he grabs the band straight away and is stretching out his front rack he always stays 10 minutes after class um, and he had something different to focus on so he was doing handstand walks so he was upside down for 10 minutes was all it took and he got his handstand walks in the last three months he was up and down that wall with his wall walks like an absolute breeze um, and he's been really working on his double unders he went single double on the day because that was more reliable than um, stringing doubles together and um, yeah he just is so focused he's he's just a completely different athlete to mm. what he was six months yeah, ago strong he's, boy now eh? oh he's so strong yeah. and um, he had injured himself six eight months ago so he was very apprehensive with weights for a while but he's so dialed in on his technique that the weights are just shooting up shooting up and yeah he's really using his coach which um and he's a great driver in class i just don't have enough yeah, positive things yeah he's he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant okay. so i'm so looking forward to the next six months yeah. see what uh, how connor goes okay well done connor good man okay we've got some overrated underrated to finish with two weird ones this week huh my god Okay, so the first one, James, you're going to go first. Overrated or underrated? Following meme accounts. Overrated. Overrated. Elaine? Underrated. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm so on the fence here. I'm going to say overrated, but just by a touch. James, go on. What are you saying here? Uh, you've seen me post this sort of stuff before where I'm like, Nick, social media is the new... Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. Elaine. 
Oh, hold on. Yeah, because I already know what you're going to say. Oh. <laughs> you're going to say, it's, yeah. Okay, Elaine, give my, me a good one. My conviction is, oh, a good, oh, no, you're not going to like the ones I like. I, that's not the point here. Uh, Gemma reacts. So anything Gemma um, Collins, she's so funny. Gemma reacts. Gemma reacts. Uh, I think that's what it's called. But anyhow, she just, it's, it's just some mindless, you know, I, I have nothing to add here other, other than it's just funny. Oh, he's literally pulled up the account here. Okay, sorry, I'm just watching some. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It, yeah, this it is doesn't. Not gonna transfer it doesn't very seem well. very good. But okay. Uh, so Gemma reacts is a good one, and then obviously all the CrossFit ones. Just so, taking yeah, well, the piss. So make wads great again, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So make wads great again. If you don't follow it, it's it's like. He must have had 10 memes a day. Like, yeah. Absolutely spams them out there. But there are some gems on that thing. Oh, so fun. It's just, it's just a light bit of laughter in between all of the We needed to get on. Amy on to get yeah, the list. The list. The, the, her current top 10 list. I'm not as a prolific. Like, I only follow five or six. But my sister, Laura, I don't know if you know, she's had a baby, so she doesn't sleep at all. I wake up in the morning <laughs> and I have... 15 or 16 messages from her so i don't actually follow many meme accounts but she just sends them all to me and they just make my day a little bit brighter um laughing at other people's misfortune i, I get a meme every now and again from amy <laughs> and she she you know the most the ones that are just nailing her personality oh, yeah. i get it and i can just see her looking at me as i'm reading it like with the eyes half closed like because you, you can go. see yourself in them you know someone's like oh this is you like, yeah. yeah that that is me there's absolute. some gems there's some very funny ones out there i think it's a very funny form of comedy and it's light it's five six seconds as long as you're not scrolling all day you know that sort of thing but i love waking up in the morning to a good 10 meme. 15 memes <laughs> and i'm like this is great this is a great start to my day and away i go and um, so yeah if anyone has that funny send them to me I have nothing helpful to add to this. Everyone knows how I feel about this. James shit. could be a meme right now. If we yeah, took a photo of his face yeah, now, yeah, yeah. we could we could make many memes. People who get it. excited by memes <laughs> with the face. Yeah, I just don't. I, I I get that they're funny, and I enjoy when people send me that. Like Amy sends me the odd one as well. That's about me or about her, and I think that's hilarious. But I think being the person that follows them and is always looking at them, I don't see the benefit of it at all. You're just, you're just not getting anything good out of it. Yeah, I, I do. So what I, I find, I I'm think a it. Real buzz uh, this shit. Yeah, there's a. Real <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! There goes your ratings again, James. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like um, it speaks to the worst part of me. You know the bit. You know it's the most sarcastic, cynical, cynical, yeah. like everything. Shit. Let's have just have a little snark at it. So uh, I don't like that side of myself. I fucking find them so funny sometimes some of these things and so i enjoy the funniness of them and then i go oh this is a dangerous path because you can become cynical about everything you can become sarcastic about everything and then life is a sarcastic uh, sneer at everything so i think they're dangerous bloody things in some ways but then also i do find them funny so i'm on the fence but i went overrated Elaine. I'm just going to give you an update from what Laura sent me last night. <laughs> so I, I, so this is for which aimed at me. Obviously, I don't think people without kids understand just how much free time they have. True. Um, what's your email address so so I can send you the receipt, mate? Just give me the bit of paper and fuck off, will you? <laughs> like, why can't they just give you the receipt in the shop? Because they do want they your have e email. Their you? email address. This is also true. Does, I does have say paper. I'm calling bullshit on. They just want the emails just are so want, valuable. They want to spam you. Um, I have not purchased one Christmas gift 
but I do have three packages on the way for myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on Laura's spam, I think we'll leave it there for this week. <laughs> <laughs>